Today's the day. Today's the day. Can't believe it. Chandler, episode 100. We have been doing this podcast for two years. I know. It's crazy. And honestly, God bless this broken road. It feels pretty miraculous that we are still here. We've hobbled. We've crawled. We've sprinted. We have bloodied knees, but we're here. We've continued to create this podcast that a very small amount of people actually enjoy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's that's really – basically. I'm not sure that it even requires that much like self-congratulation. It's a feat of shamelessness and perseverance. It's so true. And just like maybe willful denial or just Mm -hmm. belief in the impossible that one day this thing will really take off. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. So anyway, we are still deluded and we are still not reckoning with reality and we're still putting out this pod. So everyone, episode 100, we're really, really happy to be here. We're really excited to share this episode with you. And speaking of blood, sweat, and tears, Chandler, how many times did we cry getting this particular episode off the ground? I cried Saturday. I cried Sunday. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I cried earlier today when I was talking to my therapist. So plenty of times. It was a labor of love to get this episode off the ground. Um, One thing though, we do have a little bit of housekeeping. So we have some housekeeping and disclaimers before we cut to by far the most anticipated episode of Pop Apologist podcast. Chandler, do you want to do the housekeeping or the disclaimers first? You know, I'm going to leave the disclaimers uh, and the heavier load to you as my older sister. Okay. Um, What's the housekeeping though that I need to say? Well, actually, the housekeeping is really, um, it's really something I've been waiting to tell you on the airwaves. So, okay, got- great. So, can you just do it all? Yeah, I, I like uh, <laughs> not unlike how everything goes. I will. No, I'm okay, just we're gonna have um, tears again. Tears again. Here we go. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. That's untrue. Chandler works very hard for this pod. Okay, Chandler, we did have a new. <laughs> I like starting out this podcast with the negative reviews. I think it really starts it off on a a good note. Um, We did have a new one-star review that you and I have not discussed yet. I don't think you know about it. And I would love to share. You did see it. Okay. Well, I'm going to share it with you today. Share with our listeners. Where's the pop gossip? One star. (laughs) I thought this podcast is about pop culture gossip, but none of what they talk about is lack of. It doesn't really make sense. Okay. It's all about them and their private lives, exclamation point, question mark. No pop culture, question mark, question mark. So here's the question for you. Yeah. At episode 100, do you wish we changed the title of our podcast to Sister Talk, as I tried to do? Sisters gabbing, sister chat, <laughs> blonde chat. A word with a sister. Sister, sister, call your sister. But No, Ugh. I'm so glad we haven't changed our name. I'm sticking to it. You still want to stick to it. I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, because we do talk about pop culture every now and then. We just, we dip <laughs> in and out. Once we're done with like the full hour long narcissistic purge about our lives yeah (laughs) we have a a quick five minutes on pop culture it's 15 percent of our content but it's a strong 15 percent okay so anyway i just thought that was funny if anyone has any ideas for what we should rename this podcast let us know although i think we're we're not renaming it we're not renaming it's just a isn't it freedom of speech can't we just have conversations no we can't have a conversation about renaming it because i feel strongly about the name 
censoring this conversation. Okay. Okay. Moving on from that, um, I have a few disclaimers. The first is that this episode is really for people who have been with us from the beginning. So if you're new to this show, I Mm -hmm. highly, highly, highly recommend at least listening to episode five and episode 12 first. Those are foundational episodes to this pod and they're especially about our mom. And you just won't understand fully the humor unless you've listened and right, kind of right. get what the, all the things we're alluding to. Because there's lots of kind of inside jokes, I think. Mm-hmm. So I want to get that out there right out the gate. And then the other thing I want to say is that I would ask everyone, our mother did us a truly a big favor by coming on this podcast for episode 100. This is something she never wanted to do. Right. I mean, the woman recorded with us for two hours. Yes. And she really dealt with a lot of consternation, if you will, trying to get it scheduled, lots of conflicting issues. And she really sat down and shared with us, shared herself, shared her thoughts. And so my my feeling is, is please, 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 we just ask that there are no negative comments about our mom. Like you can please, if you want to, complain about us all day long, but our mom, we just are very protective of her. So if you have any sort of complaint about her, please do not leave it in any sort of public place. That is my only request. Yes. Um, and then the other thing I want to say, and this kind of goes along with the last thing, we asked you guys for questions for Deb. And many, many, many people wrote in saying basically a variation of how to keep a man or how to keep your marriage sexy, kind of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Questions that are in and of themselves not totally PC, right? Yeah. And and because they were asked so many times, we included them and she answered them. Listen, she simply was just answering questions that we asked and that, that were asked of her. I think it's just important to note that this is literally the questions that were asked of her. And right. our mom wasn't like coming in with her own agenda of what she wanted to talk about. She was just like literally responding to what people were asking her. And I think, you know, she's led a a really successful life as a mom and a wife. And she gave her perspective on that. And that's not true of everyone's perspective or families or, you know, home setups, whatever. But that was her experience. And, you know, she's an incredible woman. And, you know, it's it's worth listening to. Yeah, she has a lot of wisdom to offer. So anyway, we just ask that you keep that perspective. Yeah, so... This is just a special edition of our podcast with our lovely mother who we can't get enough of. So yeah. just, you know, take it as one week's episode and we'll be back next week. Just the two of us, you know, being nothing but PC woke girls. <laughs> exactly. Your two best woke friends will be back right. next week. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to be getting into problematic food labels and all the oh, things and we also- would be taken off the shelves at Trader Joe's. Being inclusive to people at different time zones. Yeah, that's a huge issue in our society. So anyway, those are going to be the topics next next week. Um, Chandler, actually, really, though, I'm dying to talk to you about the Bella Hadid Vogue article. Okay. Well, I'm dying to talk to you about Katie Maloney and Tom Schwartz getting a divorce. There's a lot of actual pop culture stuff. Pop so, gossip, as our pop- reviewer asked for. So we'll be back with pop culture next week and, you know, talking about our own lives, our own private lives. But with that said, with all those disclaimers aside, I'm going to cut to what I guarantee will be your favorite episode of this podcast. Yeah. She blew us out of the water, folks. Enjoy. 
Well, well, well. <laughs> Did I sound like Tamara from the Daily Comp? Because that's my goal always in life. I don't know anything you just said. Um, but everyone's dream might become their nightmare because our mother has joined us for this episode. That's right. Let's put it on the table right now. Why I'm here. Let's put it out there. Why, why so are I you can... here? <laughs> Mom, move your, move your mic closer to your face a little bit. No, it's okay. Gonna, it's good. It's are good you going to boss me the whole show? Probably. <laughs> okay. I want both of you to say why I'm on the show and I want okay, this to be recorded for history for all those wonderful listeners you have out there to hold you accountable. Oh my gosh. You're on the show because we asked you to come on for a hundredth episode to honor the, no. the energy and no. life force. That's not what she's talking about. That's right. My- Lauren's lying. Lauren's <laughs> lying. I'm the only one following the rules per usual. The only reason why Deborah Bledsoe has deigned to come on our podcast is because we have taken a hiatus from swearing. That's right. Thank you, Chandler. You can have the ring. Oh, really? You're that's it's that easy. It's that easy. Just I'm just to get kidding. The ring. I'm taking the ring with me. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, don't say that. Okay. Okay. You know so, Lauren, let me hear it out of Lauren. Oh yeah. Lauren. Why? Why do you insinuate? <laughs> Um, yes, our mother, Deborah Bledsoe has come on this podcast because we have promised at 31 years old, I have promised my mother that I will no longer swear on this podcast. I'd like you to stop swearing in life too. I also would like that for Lauren. Well, mom, we're going to do our best truly to no longer swear. I told mom Mm -hmm. the workaround. We're going to swear, but then- we're going I to i didn't sign up for the workaround lauren we're gonna edit it out so when we no. say like i don't give up it's just like silence. lauren we're we're on thin ice so you have my you have my word Chandler, you, you know i keep my word classier. i know i do i know i do <laughs> i know i got just got a spray tan that's why there's no <laughs> higher compliment for a bledsoe girl than she's looking classy that's what Thanks, we all Mom. aspire to look Mom, like. do do you like my brown hair browner hair that's actually <laughs> a good question because okay do, do we want to get into this? Oh, a lot we're of just, people, let's, we're already into it. Let's go let's rip into it. Mom, yeah. a lot of people are very concerned about your preference for blonde hair. <laughs> so let's go controversial at first. Let's get in hot water. Okay. Dive and into the jacuzzi. So- what is with you loving blonde hair and thinking blonde hair is a pinnacle mm-hmm. of beauty? Because this is a, like a subject of, of distinct ire for many of our listeners. Wait, at what age did you start sparking our hair? What was like tradition? Uh, three. (laughs) Sparking, sparking, if anyone knows, it's putting like soft highlights around our face. Like just to add some dimension, you know? Right. (laughs) To add some dimension to your three-year-old's hair. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was too much of a mousy dishwater. That's, I think the color you said my hair was. Which is why me at 26... I'm now trying to get back to my natural hair color or try it out at least. Mom, the mic is so far away from you. You got to keep it. No, that's probably safe right now. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm not. uh, So I triggered Chandler's brown hair. You've already triggered me. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a safe space. I don't think there's anything wrong. Who cares what color hair you have? Honestly, you could be bald. What does it matter? Seriously. Life is too short to care. That's true. Uh, wow, That's you're true. really but- singing a different tune than you did uh, during <laughs> our childhood, but whatever. I'm glad to see some growth. As no, our, but that's why we- you guys, trust me, 
you looked a lot better. Well, I mean, we did just look better blonde. I think for, for <laughs> I need to take a five us. minute break. <laughs> I'll be right back. No, we don't. We, we, <laughs> you, can't leave, you can't leave the show. Where did she go? Okay, Jan, let's try to keep the ship afloat because oh I don't want to edit all this dead space out. Yeah. Our mm-hmm. mom has left the show. Chan. <laughs> Great to see to see Great you. Great to see you. Any you, you want to give a reminder of any housekeeping we could do right now? Well, we're literally just staring at an empty couch. This is what I'll say. We had giveaways last month. If you feel so inclined to share this episode, I'm hoping that it's really good. It will really help our podcast to grow. True. So if it's within the kindness of your heart to share this podcast on your stories, not for the hopes of a walking pad, but just because you want to do some good deeds. Yeah, Christian service. Okay. Um, okay. Are you back mom? You're back. Yeah, I'm back. Okay, great. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Let's take it back. I want to take it back to the beginning, a Genesis, if you will, mom, you love the Bible as a lover of the Bible. You'll be into this. We want to talk about the Genesis of the podcast. So when this all began, when this all began, Chandler and I were just, we childs, we college students, college girls, right? Yes. Yeah. And the internet was kind of the wild, wild west back then. I mean, it was, uh, like, no, this was like, it this was like 2016. It was like fully developed. This was, it was like Rancho Cucamonga. Well, no, but yeah. but I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying it was kind of, uh, in some respects, anything goes. Maybe the podcast space was the wild, wild west. Yeah. So Chandler and I just little, little nothings. We still are, um, started our podcast and and then we were probably about 10 or 11 episodes in and something happened. Can you explain mom what happened and From why? From either side of the story. Yeah. Well, first off, I didn't think anybody cared about the stories you guys were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just, it was just totally embarrassing. It was like, what is the point of this? Okay. I just felt like it was unedifying. And if you weren't going to put edifying things out there that, uh, you were then embarrassing. <laughs> okay. okay. No, and, and I feel horrible that I felt that way, but I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's, it was just kind of like, I don't know. It's just you can say trashy. Weird. You can say trashy. Well, I didn't really listen to your episode. No, so honestly, I don't really even know what was out there, but I could only imagine what was going out. There. Honestly, you can't even imagine it was worse. I can tell you that much. And also I can tell you that our podcast now compared to the 10 episodes you released in 2016 is much more tame. So you should be really happy. That would make me really happy. And I did have a few people who said something to me and then it was what, the- what did they say? Yeah. I, you know what? I, can't even remember the specifics right <laughs> oh, now. Sure. How convenient. But, but I will say this, that there was certainly um, a white flag thrown up by Chandler the minute I offered to never ever listen to an episode. That's true. And she would delete it. Yeah, that's true. So those that was kind of uh, what you put on the table and then um, you removed it. And you went to AT&T. No, yeah, I, you T-Mobile. left AT&T and went to T-Mobile. We did take down our podcast episodes and then promptly get on our own phone bill to try to cut some ties. The problem is, is yeah, we were too financially entangled with our parents still. I feel kind of bad for just like cutting the podcast off at the knees without listening to it. But now that you tell me some things and the panic look on people's faces when I said I was going to listen made me think maybe I shouldn't listen. 
because it would be too traumatic for me to have listened? No, it would have been a hundred percent traumatic. And I, and it would have caused a very deep rift. And I was living at home at the time, you know, not knowing what I was going to do with my life, 26 and freaking out and entirely dependent on you and dad for a roof over my, over my head and, you know, food in my belly. So the idea of you listening to our R-rated podcast, we, not that it was totally R-rated, but it was, had moments. Um, that was scary. So anyway, if anything, Chandler and I, we caused ourselves the loss of time. Absolutely. And once you throw something out there, it's awfully hard to pull it back. Lauren no. knows that all too well. Oh, I agree. Her poetry. Her poetry. poetry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my poetry was stunning. It still is. It's online. You can Google it. Lauren Bledsoe Poet. Please, all, everyone Google <laughs> and enjoy my words. Like the day you graduated from college and you said, I guess I'm a philosopher now. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess I got, you're broke now. <laughs> I, got a I got a degree in philosophy. Did me a lot of good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go back to mom. Okay, mom. So, so Come on, give me another question podcast from the airwaves. And then in 2020, we brought it back. And I just want to read something to you. Is this okay? Can I read? Can I do a reading? Yeah. Yeah. Is it one of your poems? <laughs> uh, it would be, but this podcast you've told us can't be R-rated anymore. So I'm not going to. Oh my gosh. I'm Actually, up. I want to tell a story really quick while I pull this up. One time I sent one of my, I, I had a few poems. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try not to brag here, but uh, they were published and I sent my published poetry to my mom and she wrote back and she said, I hope the people in the poems are married. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I'll and always be were. your, I'm always your moral compass. Just look to it's me. True. <laughs> um, yeah, they were married in the temple for sure. Okay, mom, mm -hmm. here is a question. Okay. So this is something you wrote to me. You said this was in April 13th, 2020. Oh, you said, my are gosh, you we're pulling up old emails and text messages to each other. I'm sorry. I've had no time to prepare for this. Your yeah. honor. I'd like a continuance. It's a <laughs> podcast on a deposition. Okay. You said, are you bringing back that podcast that you and Chandler made a long time ago? That was absolutely so embarrassing for our family. The one I was asked to not listen to the earlier episodes under the agreement that it was going to be deleted. What do you have to say about those words? Do you regret them at all? I was just, I was just asking. I was just asking if that podcast was coming back. <laughs> okay. Just, you know what I'm saying? I would, that's all I was just trying to lay the groundwork to find out whether or not maybe you were starting a cooking show or something. And it wasn't the original podcast coming back. Right. Right. I was trying to verify mm -hmm. the horrifying news right. that I had heard. Trust, but verify. <laughs> horrifying news. Well, at least it's not fake news in this day and age. That well, and you guys have classed it up. Have we? We have. Yeah. What has been the evolution for you, mom? Like the, your trajectory, your journey with this podcast? Because now we went from absolutely so embarrassing for our family to, hey, I really would love to be a guest. I would love to I'm, come on. I'll do anything to come on your <laughs> podcast. I think that for me that I think that you want to be classier and you don't want to be what you thought you needed to be in 2016 to be popular. Mm, it's just lots on Ouch. Instagram. Uh, <laughs> Lauren, you're going to get us canceled. Mom's about to walk again. Okay. Let me bring this. Okay. I'm, because I said the word slut, let me just, there's walk nothing wrong with that word. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the yeah, word slut. Thank you. Can Sometimes I, it's a perfect description. Can I, can, oh I, <laughs> can I walk us down memory lane? Let's just walk us down memory lane. Okay. 
Um, Wait, are you going to ask the questions that the viewers, I mean, the listeners sent you, or is this like mom on trial? This is, this is, we're walking down memory lane. Okay. okay? We're walking down memory lane. We're just warming you up. We're getting, so none of this is going to be on the podcast. No, this is all going to be on the podcast, but we're walking down memory lane here. All right. I'm ready. And I just want to know that if you remember this, so one time I was listening to the song by Celine Dion. It's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. And they're in the song. I know the lyric. I know the lyric in particular you're talking about. Okay, please. The lyric, there were things I'd never do again, but then they'd always seemed right. There were things I'd never do again, but then they'd always seemed right. And then mom said, oh, that means she's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember saying it, but I'm just patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't remember. Honestly, I don't remember saying that. Do you still think Celine <laughs> Dion used to be a slut? Everything can be interpreted every which way. What a cop out, Mom! What a way to say absolutely nothing, <laughs> except for the stories you tell about me on the podcast that are not factually correct. Okay, here's the thing, Mom. That is where. We really have to get to the root here because Mm -hmm. I feel like this episode is really, it's not just talking to Deb, but it's really defending Deb because this podcast has been one-sided up until now. So this is your moment to clear the air, to cut through the noise and to tell your truth. So let's get through, let's talk through a few things, um, a few spots on your record and hear your side of the tale. So can we talk about your moment of harassment of El Pollo Loco employees? Uh, That was a big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Can we, can we please tell the story when you went to Chick-fil-A? Come on, come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not saying it's funny yet to me because it's not quite funny yet to me. Still, I still can feel the awkwardness of the moment when I was (laughs) consumed in the air that I had made. (laughs) Okay. So can you, do you want to tell the story? I think it's best if it comes from the Uh, horse's mouth. Especially because, uh, (laughs) especially uh, you want it to be factually correct. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few uh, facts that were not stated correctly. And so anyways, let's, let's do this. Uh, Here's basically what happened. Unfortunately, a builder (laughs) built uh, El Pollo Loco and a Chick-fil-A right next to each other (laughs) in Laguna Niguel. It's true. First mistake. It was no fault of my own. Yeah. And in a big hurry, Chick-fil-A, which I always just purchased a gallon of diet lemonade and they were never too crazy about me doing that because it kind of jammed up their feed of their line. So it was always, and this is way, way a long time ago before they developed the pull around the front line, we'll bring it out to your car. Mm, So you would sit there. So people, a lot of people would have to wait behind me while they were getting this gallon of lemonade. And sometimes there's multiple gallons of diet lemonade. I'm not I mean, I feel like I've, I've been tasked to go get four to six gallons of diet lemonade. Are you still drinking? Before a Christmas party or something. No, we're in a 12-step program now. We haven't had it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Proud of you. So basically I pulled in in a hurry and I was in dad's big truck. Remember the avalanche truck? 
do we and I'm ever? not saying it was the blind spots fault, but I whipped around, got in the drive through and the girl said, hi, how can I help you? And I said, um, uh, yeah, let me get a gallon of diet lemonade. And she said, oh, I'm sorry. We don't sell gallons of diet lemonade. And I thought to myself, oh, she sees who it is. She knows it's me, <laughs> the notorious gallon order mm-hmm. going to jam up her feed in her drive-thru. So I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, we don't sell diet lemonade. I said, you don't sell gallons of diet lemonade or you don't sell diet lemonade. Cause I'm looking <laughs> at your thing, your sign right here. And it says lemonade because they do have a light lemonade on the El Pollo Loco <laughs> light up. Yes. Side, okay. Uh-huh. And now you were in I a probably, stupor. I'd like to just to kind of, no, you were in did, a stupor. I was of, in, I was in a rush. Okay, oh, I wanted wow. that lemonade. I needed to get home. Who knows what you guys were doing. You needed a fix for sure. You needed a fix. We didn't even yeah. live at home at this time, but continue. Uh, somebody lived at home. McCall. And so I was kind of irritated and I said, so are you trying to tell me that you are the only Chick-fil-A? Oh no. First I said, you know, I bought it here many times before. (laughs) And she said, I'm sorry, we've never sold it. I said, are you trying to tell me you're the only (laughs) Chick-fil-A in Orange County that doesn't sell lemonade by the gallon? And she said, Oh, we're not Chick-fil-A. This is El Pollo Loco. (laughs) And I said, okay. (laughs) But the problem was, is there were cars behind me at this point. So I had no choice but to continue in the drive-thru. And then (laughs) what did you say back to her though? What did you say back to her? I said, I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) no apology. No, nothing. Oh, as I looked up and saw the crazy El Pollo Loco sign. (laughs) And realized that I had to continue through the drive-through, that there was no gutting, gunning it out of there, that I was going to have to. And let me tell you, every employee was standing at the window as I did the drive of shame <laughs> oh. and drove through the rest. I passed their window and exited. Did I'm you sorry. go to Chick-fil-A after and get the lemonade? I'm sure I did. I don't, re- I don't recall right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so what about that story did we originally get wrong in our one of our most popular episodes? Can I speak to the manager of this yep. drive-through? Where did we go wrong? Oh yeah, I think I did say. I think I did ask to talk to her manager, but I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you just got to block out. Some things you just got to forget and let go. <laughs> let sure. go, Otherwise, baby. I'm so like, glad you let that go. <laughs> I don't want to be that person. Mom, right, right. Can you tell me what the acronym AC refers to? Aggressive consumer. <laughs> and is that what you were channeling? Was being an aggressive consumer in that moment? No, I honestly thought this Chick-fil-A hates me so much <laughs> that they're trying to trick me and get me to stop coming here. I really did. I really did. Because sometimes when they used to put the lemon in, in my car, you could just tell they slammed that door. They were just a little ticked. Oh, no, I 100% yeah. know what you're talking about because you tasked us with this, with going to Chick-fil-A and getting you gallons of hey, And they were my, rude to me too. It's not my fault you were born pre-DoorDash. 
born pre DoorDash. Wow. Okay. So let's move on. Um, let's move on. They've got so much to get into with mom. I just want to know if there's anything else, mom, that you want to clear the air on. Like defending Deb, this is your moment. Be your own defense attorney. Let's hear it. Well, nothing that really sticks out because it's I, it's kind of in the moment now that I started listening on a regular basis. When I hear something being told and it's being told incorrectly, I just kind of get agitated for a second i was like are you kidding me like why didn't they ask me the correct version before they started telling this <laughs> but it's there's nothing really that stands out in my mind except for i would never pick it there i mean it tra- it for is. travertine it, it it was limestone okay this is this is what i wanted you to say because when i when we told the story of you making us pick it outside for travertine i was mortified in anaheim on a Saturday, make like child labor. I was teaching you things about our government and about our ways <laughs> and the constitution and the things that you're allowed to do as an American. Okay, forcing us to spend a hot Saturday well, boiling just, in the Anaheim sun. You got to miss soccer, okay? There you okay, go. Okay, picketing. Mom t- did not care about that at all. She did not care about that no at all. There's civics lesson that I remember, by the all way. All she cared about, she called me so so irritated that I would put out there that she would pick it over travertine. Lauren, it was limestone. Can you ex- can you explain oh, what travertine is in comparison to the limestone to the layman? Yeah, tra- travertine is just honestly, it's about a dollar. Poor man's floor. It's about a dollar a square foot. It's beautiful. You can have beautiful travertine, but it's also very easily and very cheaply replaceable. <laughs> My it's beautiful problem- if you're not very much money. My problem was, is that when the damage was done to the floor by the installers and I turned to my lawyer husband and said, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know. Do you have seven years to be in litigation? I said, no, but I have money to go to Walmart and make poster boards. And I've got all day tomorrow to sit outside that store with all my kids. And it only took mm, less than an hour. Yeah, we were out of there. Yeah, we had the owner pulled up in his Range Rover and wrote us the check. And I said, don't forget the $11.89 in supplies that it cost me at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that, do you think that there's any chance that the owner will listen to our podcast where we talked about this, that mm-hmm. episode, hear that you had our sister call in who was oh, in college sh- at the time. Lauren, be quiet. <laughs> Lauren. <laughs> and pretend that she was a, Prospective customer turned off tomorrow. No, she, the did not, she did not lie. She just called on the phone and said, what's going on in front of your store? <laughs> <laughs> That's all she did. <laughs> That's all she, well, how else was she supposed to help from Utah? Oh, everyone was enlisted. <laughs> everyone. Um, it's so true. Mom, can you explain the concept of morning fives? Yes. And honestly, I think this is the most brilliant thing I ever thought of as a mother I really do also I have not thought of the word morning fives in so long it just sent a shiver down my spine yeah PTSD let's hear about it well all it was was it was to save me the grief of hearing the pitter-patter of people downstairs in the summer before knowing that their lives were in order Mm. and so I just made a list of five things that you had to do so all I had to do was basically if I heard someone at the top of the stairs ready to jet down there and begin their multiple 
meal breakfast, <laughs> I could say, Lauren, did you do your morning fives yet? Oh, oh that's Oh, and you know what? It was brilliant. I really think it was brilliant because everybody explain who was what they are though. Explain everybody, everybody who was downstairs. I knew they had brushed their teeth, made their bed, said their prayer. What do you do? You remember your morning fives down there? I don't know if I do. Said their prayer. It was brush teeth, make their bed, bed. said their prayers, cleaned their room. Your tidy room their, tidy, tidy, oh. tidy. <laughs> Wow, Tidy. revisionist history, mom. You're this is not Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. It's Paul <laughs> Apologists, please. Tidied. Okay, and mm-hmm. what was the last one? It was something excessive. Yeah, to brush your hair, which was brush an act hair. of Congress for <laughs> Ashley. Honestly, these sound light, but as a child, this was like, I mean, this well, was unbearably. Moms impressive. out there, take notes. You just lay down the law and say, when summer comes. You can have a great summer, but I want your morning fives <laughs> done before you hit the top oh. of the stairs. And okay, that and also, and I need an hour's worth of work from you every day. Sometime in the day, you need to give an hour back to this family. <laughs> yes, that is true. Okay, but here's the thing. It was not just like an hour of like, hey. Um, this is your chore today. This, it's yeah, to do this thing. Tackle oh, this. that's because you didn't hustle during that hour. You would <laughs> oh hustle during that hour and not stretched it into two. To do something that should have taken one hour. Well, oh my gosh. It would be like oh. there's a thousand things on this in this area. Bring each thing to me and I will tell you where it goes. Exactly. Because I will not trust you to figure it out and just do it. I'll <laughs> find true. a million things crammed into one drawer <laughs> and you'll say, done. It's honestly okay. very accurate. Who was your best kid at doing chores? That's a good question. I'm Nick. Oh, interesting. Okay. Who was your most obedient child? You were till nine. Yeah. You were perfect. And what about me? What about me? (laughs) You were always perfect, Chandler. And you still Thank you. Thanks, mom. Wow. Aggressive. Okay. Um, who was your, who, which child? I really don't want to do this stuff because I don't want to send anybody thinking anything different than that. I'm the favorite child. And they were just amazing because this could be misconstrued, twisted, made into billboards. Okay, we'll keep it light. We'll keep it light. We'll keep Listen, it light. There's one kid on a mission right now, and I think we know who your favorite is. That's right. all I have to say. Yeah. I, you know what? You're. I hope you all feel that way. I hope you all feel like my favorite because you are. And sometimes I, you're my least favorite. There's moments when, you know, as a mother, I feel every emotion. And there's times that, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm not always perfectly happy and content with every child I think that's normal yeah yeah Yeah. it is normal someone wants to know though mom what's your best parenting tip okay everybody's going to figure out for themselves but I truly believe that you have to be equally as fun as you are regimented Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. if you're over in one area if you're too much fun and there's not enough of the other fences and guidelines then you could have some problems and vice versa. So I truly believe that as a parent, you if you're going to expect a lot out of your children, you also have to give a lot and be so fun. So that life is so sweet in this family and yeah. so fun. And well, I think that you, perf- Yeah, oh, you are a very fun mom. You I was just saying you are a very fun mom. And I do think that perfectly encapsulated our childhood, which Mm -hmm, was like dad and you and mom, you and dad always said, you know, where much is given, much is required. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like so much was given. 
but even more was required. Even more. Like I would say 10% (laughs) more was required. I mean, the idea that we needed to be hustling harder during our hour long, like slave labor, like, um, yeah, but I never made you pedal gift wrap or do. Oh any- yeah. Here do you want to give go. that disclaimer? Do you want to talk about that? You, you want to talk about it, mom? Strap? Do you want to talk, talk about, about it? Let's talk I, about I, the husband. I, I always hated the worst day of school was the day they brought the booth with the money blowing around it and they promised you guys if you sold one thousand dollars worth of wrapping paper you too could own this number two pencil <laughs> what did you, mom always did something for us so that we didn't sell any i paid you she gave us yeah money you gave us money i paid you off it, it was, was like forty dollars so, or something it was so embarrassing when you would come home and say can i get a list of everyone's phone numbers um I need to call them. And I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, the gift wrap people have been at the school. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so how do you wreck it? So you, th- can you explain your perspective on the Patreon and how those two things are intertwined? Um, yeah. Oh, as far as okay. us asking for money. Yes. Well, I feel like Courtney. Oh, here um, we go. Let's talk about Courtney. Here we go. Here we Here's go. Comparison. Oh, we love her. Okay. <laughs> Courtney. <laughs> Courtney um, offers uh, offers oh, a chance a to look rich and hot. Perspective? Okay, I'm just yep. Keep going. She's not peddling her words, <laughs> and I feel like on no. I'm just don't react. Don't react. Let me finish my sentence. Okay. I feel like anything golden that you have to say, it shouldn't be charged for. Hmm why because it's worthless (laughs) no 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 because but i just feel like these people who are your listeners have become your family and why would you want to charge your family what if your family feels like you're really talented and they want you to reap some rewards from your talent we don't make money off our family and our family (laughs) and if you followed that (laughs) right right i think you know i think I understand and I appreciate you not being a cheap mom. Okay. Mom. Yes. I have to tell you. So I was having dinner last night with a new friend in Puerto Rico and we like, we're talking about our family and I said, so she was like, what are your parents? Like, this is a totally new person. I just met. She's really cool. Anyway. She's like, what are your parents? Like, and I was like, have you ever seen, I was like, my dad is amazing. He's really like the stable foundation of our family. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, if our family is a play, my dad is like the strong foundation or stage, all the crazy characters come out and like play on. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like the metaphor I used. And I said, our mom, thank you. I'm crying. (laughs) <laughs> crying i'm crying mom is like seriously savage wow so savage. savage okay i'm just trying to say something sweet about our very like stable even killed father who we love so much anyway um mom but I, I said i said have you ever seen the film troop beverly hills and i said because our mother is just like floris neffler like she's Phyllis. Just like oh yeah yeah Phyllis. Floris Floris. Neffler. Who the hell was that? (laughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Phyllis Neffler. She is just like glamorous and fun and loves a good time. She is just one of a kind. Fun. She's also the most fun mom. Yeah, just so fun. And I think why she reminds us of our mom is because her kids' friends flock to her. Yeah. And so it has joie de vivre on steroids. Mm -hmm. 
um, just so much joy in life. So anyway, mom, we want to talk about for you. So this kind of ties into, um, a lot of people wanted to know about your philosophy when it comes to men, when it comes to keeping a man Mm -hmm. happy or satisfied, keeping a man in a marriage, keeping a marriage sexy alive. Yeah. You know, I have some really shocker here. I have some really strong opinions. I I love it. (laughs) And honestly, some of these opinions, um, some people may not find um, something they agree with, which that happens. Yeah, that yeah. happens. Totally. That, you know, but I'm just trying to say what, what's worked for me, mm-hmm. what I've seen work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have been very close to a divorce attorney for about 30 years now. So I right. do feel like I have my pulse on the 411 on mm-hmm. what can blow things up. And I also feel like, honestly, I feel like giving out my phone number right now and just saying, if, if you're going through a rough spell or something's rough, call me. Let me just give you some advice because I know some things that can make it better. Mom, because everybody, so sweet. everybody goes through rough times, but I'll tell you in, in order of, mm-hmm. I think somewhat importance, I think every man wants to come home to happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think men love happy women. Mm-hmm. No, it's and, so true. And it's so easy to be happy your brain is so amazing and it will help you do and get through and make every scenario so much better, especially mm-hmm. if you do. And in, in, in our church and in our gospel, we learn to have a spirit of gratitude. And I'm just telling you, if you're finding it hard to be happy with your man, then you need to focus on all the wonderful things that you're grateful that you have because mm-hmm. of that man. And um, if you're miserable with your life, you need to think about maybe how miserable you'd be without him in it and be real honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it really makes you appreciate what you have mm-hmm. and how blessed you are. And um, do you feel like you see a lot of people get out of marriages that they deem as broken, thinking the grass is greener? Um. And that they'll not, find somebody new. Not necessarily the grass is greener, but I think sometimes that they stir in the misery in their head mm-hmm. and it's a lot worse than it really is. Mm-hmm. And they think I deserve better instead of thinking, yeah, maybe I could give more mm-hmm. and I would in the end get back more. And sometimes you have to be the person that gives and gives and gives and gives and mm-hmm. gives and not expect anything back. And I, 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 I feel like men in essence are more lonely creatures. They don't really mm. go to other men and dump out their feelings where yeah. we can have a million friends and a million different areas in our yeah. lives. And we can, yeah, you know, be having a crappy day and call that friend that we can just say, hi, I hate everyone, but you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, but men don't really have that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and there is nothing that I'm more grateful for than after 40 years of marriage, that when I hear the garage door opener go up, that literally my heart skips a beat that mm. I am so excited that he's home. Mm. Yeah. And there have been times that I've been excited he's home because I wanted to kill him. 
but those are few and far between, but you, and that's normal to have those times, mm -hmm. but those times should be a speck on the radar screen of life. Yeah. It's much more wonderful to spend it as a happy wife. And part of being a happy wife is always thinking I'm not his wife. I'm just his girlfriend. Mm. Sexy. That's what, that's honestly, but then what? Yeah. Never mind. Living, I was going to, I'm living I was going to ask something off. I was going to ask something off color. Are you, then are you living oh. in sin? <laughs> but I, but I do feel like by slipping into the wife mode and feeling too comfortable in your relationship and too secure, um, too secure, too secure. Yeah. I don't think it's good to think I don't have to fix myself up. I don't have to take care of myself. I don't have to make myself be yeah. presentable and, and beautiful. Like when we were dating and you know what, that can all go away in a heartbeat when something happens, but the love that you build by putting forth your best self, just like I expect him to put forth his best. Yeah. Self. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I feel I like it's, it's here come a bunch of one star reviews. I'm feeling them. No. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's totally true. And, you know, um, it's, it, I mean, my relationship is trickier because Kagan is like all about me on naturel. He really prefers me, no makeup, very minimal, you know, glamor or whatever. So mm -hmm. I almost wish, like, I wish I, it, it would be easier for me if he was like, Oh, I love it when you get all dolled up. Cause then I would, you know, but sometimes but, it's like very easy for me to just slip into not get ever getting dressed. Cause I never get any reward for it. You know? Well, let me, maybe you misunderstood me. I think that instead of meaning to say glamored up or like that, I meant feminine. Mm. And men love women that are feminine. And I'm not talking that, that you're the damsel in distress and they're rescuing you. Mm -hmm. No, you're their comforter. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You're their comforter. D you know, how was your day? And really mean it. Look them in the eye mm -hmm. and have a smile on your face. I don't care if you have to do an hour straight of yoga or whatever you have to do to decompress before he comes home. But don't, don't give him the day's dump right when he comes through the door. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. it's just really important to be that happy place that he comes home to. And there, there's plenty of times later to talk and to say those things. But men are really gravitate towards happy women who are feminine in a way of being comforting. Totally. Well, and I... Yeah. I mean, this is kind of, it's definitely a tricky topic, but I feel like, I think on some level where we're at in a society is now women have to take on so much mm -hmm. that it's very difficult for women to mm -hmm. be that, you know, oasis or that comforting place because they're dealing with working full-time. They're dealing with mm -hmm. kids. They're dealing with so much on their plate. And so it's very difficult to oh, also one, maintain, well, you know, yeah. be this place of serenity for their partner. Right. Oh, let me just tell you 1000%, 1000%. If I, and this may need to be edited out. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe mm -hmm. we can put so the edit, let, unedited version put, on the Patreon. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going on the Patreon. Okay. Okay. Fine. 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 So right now, raise your right hand. Okay. You yes, will not be on the Patreon. Okay. Here's the deal. I can talk this way because I've had somebody who's gone out every day and 
slayed the dragon and brought home dinner Mm -hmm. and done those things and allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom and do a lot of things that a lot of women don't get that privilege. And it would be a lot rougher to be happy after you had slayed the dragon all day and came home and found George on the couch in your bathrobe watching TV. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, or if you're both working, you know, even if you're both working more falls to the woman. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you know, I grew up with a mom who worked seven days a week all the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and carried the weight of the world on her shoulders. So if you're lucky enough to not have that burden, you better appreciate it because yeah. you, you know, it's really a blessing. It's really a huge blessing. And if you have the other, um, where you have to help carry it or you're carrying it all by yourself, call me, let's just talk it through and figure out some ways you can, you can do lots of things in your head and to help you to even, you know, just for a while, you know, what do they say? Fake it till you make it. Yeah. And you can become a lot happier. I think, um, I think one of the amazing things about you, mom, is that like, yes, you're the mother of six children, but you're also the mother or you have many people who look to you as a mother. Like you have so, there's so many people in our lives who I know for a fact consider you the person they call before their own mother. It's very exactly. amazing. I was just going to say, mom is like a first call kind of person to a lot of people. <laughs> to a lot hey. of people. That's really nice of you to say. I don't know how true it is, but it's I- very true. I mean, now that you put your phone on do not disturb, I don't know how true it is either, <laughs> but. It's very um, sweet. It's very yeah. sweet of you. I, I want mom to talk about why she thinks or what helped her. People want to know why we're so close as siblings and if that was something that you did or if that's yeah. just luck or what's your perspective on that? I think a lot of the credit goes to dad too. We kind of had made a policy a long time in the beginning when other friends started coming into the world of Courtney and Ashley was if they were not getting along with each other, then we would tell them, well, if you can't have a good relationship with the most important person, then you certainly can't have a relationship with other people. So you better work on this relationship. And then when it works, then it's, so in other words, they couldn't hang out with other friends if they were not having a good relationship with their sibling. Interesting. And dad would always say, because there was a little girl named Amber who lived next door. And when Ashley would be mean to Courtney and want to go over to Amber's house, dad would say, friends like Amber are going to come and go. Yeah. But your sister is forever. You always said friends will come and go, but your sisters are forever. I personally think, and this is going to be an unsatisfying answer for people, but I think we just got really lucky and that because like as kids, we were not best of friends. Courtney definitely included Yeah, we me. all fought. Yeah, we fought. It was like very normal. Mm-hmm. We didn't become BFFs, like crazy in love with each other until we were adults. I think we just got really lucky, you yeah, know? A lot of it is. And also too, um, except for Chandler and Nick, and they're super close, but- nobody was really competing for people. Well, I guess I better back up that there was a little bit of boy competition, but not much. Well, I think also we're all pretty spaced out, which gave us some breathing room as far as like 
forming our own identities, but somewhat, I mean, I don't know. I was still basically ripping off everything from my older sisters. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, who knows? Who knows got, what it we is? We got really lucky. Honestly, there are many families that have a lot of daughters that do not get along. So I think we got really lucky and I don't think there's any recipe. Um, and yeah, I, I think t- that's kind of where it is. I'll tell you one thing. This what? is according to Deb, life according to Deb. If you don't teach your kids to laugh at life and at themselves, then it's really rough for them to co-mingle with those people who know them best. You kind Interesting. of- Interesting. Do you know what I'm saying? We laugh a lot at ourselves and the stupid things we do. I think you just made us self-aware kids. Like, I think we were all just in the same way. Yeah, we had to laugh at ourselves. I mean, I remember coming in, I have like a core memory of like totally having a pity party or something about something dumb that had happened, Lauren or something. And you just totally like burst out laughing. You were like, seriously, you're upset about this? Like, and (laughs) you just never, honestly, you just really tried to not ever take us seriously when we were sweating the small stuff and you made us pretty self-aware when we were behaving like brats or being ridiculous and I think that I guess I think that made us self-aware we just weren't indulged we just were not indulged in if our we melodrama feeling, at all like I remember if I if I was feeling insecure about my body like I I didn't love something about my body it'd be like well just be grateful you have that limb right even if you don't like the way it looks or like right. Like we were just never, it was never a situation where there was a pity party. It was like, no, we could not have it was a pity like, party. No, there were no pity parties. It I was mean, like, be grateful for everything you have, like or get a grip. It would be like, yeah, if you're having a pity party, cool. Go make your siblings bed and do something nice for them. Well, that's like, which was the worst thing which ever. Which was the worst <laughs> thing. Like that was honestly the worst thing to hear when you just want someone to complain about your life with you. It's like, no, like go serve other people. Oh, right. Well, but, and I think you can agree with your kids and say, yeah, that must've really been rough, but now, you know, get over it Yeah, because, yeah. and, and being able to laugh at yourself is, and, and have your children laugh at the things they do instead of everything going to DEF CON 5 just makes life so much sweeter. Yeah. Mom, <laughs> what do you have to say about the phrase hit the ground running? Uh, one of the worst things mom could tell you was that was when you got home ground. from school, you I better be you. prepared, be prepared to hit the ground running this Saturday. We need you to hit the ground running because we've got a party on, you know, Sunday after church, we need <sighs> you to hit the, it's just like hit the ground. Why running. Don't I, I would pray to get the flu so that I wouldn't have to hit the ground running. Pray for death. How about this one? Okay. I told you where it was at. Oh and my if gosh, you yeah. want, <laughs> if I come and I find mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my God. You're grounded. Then, then heaven help the you. The threats, <laughs> the threats of like, if, and no, if it's not done right, actually, if this drawer is it, if I find one speck of dirt. No, I say any job worth doing is worth doing right. And honestly, that, that's the one thing that definitely didn't sink let, in. Let me <laughs> ask you this. Did you, were you ever embarrassed to bring your friends home for fear that the house would be filthy or there'd be dirty underwear? No, and I remember being disgusted with homes I would enter of my friends like just like appalled at how unkempt they were so I mean there's trade-offs in everything yeah you might have had to hit the ground running but nobody's underwear hit anybody anywhere 
when you brought over a friend. You won't get this reference, mom, but you are a little bit of a Heather Dubrow, like in terms of just mm-hmm. like, like for our mother, Immaculate. entertaining presentation was mm-hmm. everything. The food yeah. was, everything was right. the highest quality. There was just no, I mean, everything was fantastic and really exceptional. And honestly, oh, thank you. it made it very, I was always very, very proud. Like, even if it was a total pain i was totally proud yeah oh thank true. you okay let's okay. get into more listener let's questions let's get into more right. questions okay do you want to give us some dating tips do you think that's too dicey yeah, territory? no let's get into dating tips dating tips from deb or is it the holy grail well i've really tried to cut down on my dating since i married dad but go ahead okay mom what would be your tip to somebody you know in their 20s dating well my top dating tip is of course, to stay morally clean. Mm. Our listeners are Celine Dion, so that's not going to fly. So we need more tips. We need tips for the... Uh, well, but when I say the 31 the- flavors tip, I don't want think- people to think that's going all the way. What is the 31 flavors tip? What's the, yeah, what's the 31 flavors tip? Remember I said you should always date as many different types of people as possible. And... It's so important because you don't want to find yourself married to vanilla. And then you go to Baskin Robbins and find out that there were 30 other flavors. I feel like, honestly, I was like eight years old at Baskin Robbins and you were telling me this. Like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like you don't want to only, only date one flavor. That's right. Then you come here and you find out there's 30 others. That's right. And you might've really liked the daiquiri ice and you just never tried it. Well, I was just saying, I think that's such good advice. And I think that I actually think it's really good, especially if you can get this done in your early years to date someone who's not that great, to date someone who's not nice to you Mm -hmm. and who treats you poorly, because there will be a man who walks into your life and treats you really well. Amen. You can't not Mm -hmm. appreciate the sweet unless you have tasted the bitter. It's true. But the sweet can sometimes not like be as exciting as the crazy bitter or it is like a roller coaster. So you have to have those crazy lows to appreciate the stable good. I don't think you value the sweet in the same way you do after you've dated someone like, you know, who treats you terribly. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. What mom? Let's hear your tip for keeping a marriage hot. Uh, I, I think it's really important to be happy and to be, we're talking about tr- keeping it hot. Uh, your brain is your best sex organ. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. After you're married. It's so true. It's okay. so true. And then it that's starts, enough. It starts up here. You know what's so funny? I have to tell a story. There's one time I was in high school, I was a junior in high school, and I was like put off some assignment. And so I was working really like in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m. finishing some essay. And I was and there wasn't good internet in my room. So I had to work in the hallway, like Upstairs. We weren't allowed to have the internet rooms. We weren't allowed to work there, on the internet. And there in just rooms. wasn't good internet in my room. So I had to go in the hallway. So I was in the hallway working and I just saw mom and dad's light like flip on in the middle of the night. So anyway, the next day I'm talking to mom. I'm like, mom, like it was like 2 a.m. Like your light came on. What happened? And she looked at me. I was like, yes, your father did wake me up to make love. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that mom? Um. Uh, no, but I do remember when you were six and you walked in on us having sex and you just stood there the whole time. And then after we finished, <laughs> we noticed you were there and you said, wow, you two must really like each other. 
I have no <laughs> memory of this. Like that's zero. because I prayed it away. <laughs> I prayed it away. Truly, like I could be have serious issues. The funniest goodness, part no was memory. that you were just like taking it all in. Just, just amazed at the human. <laughs> you were in amazed. You were in oh, utter that- amazement. I'm honestly so grateful I have not had any of those choice wow, experiences. That is, Thank you. Yeah. I'm grateful Oof. that you prayed it away. Thank you, mom. Um, and you know, I think that was also something that for us growing up was really sweet to see. Like mom and dad always were into each other. And yeah. it was always, especially dad to mom, like it was always clear mom was dad's number one. Like, mm-hmm. and that that relationship came before his relationship to his kids. And I think that was valuable. Okay, There's mom. There's only one person that matters. Um, best That's right. and worst qualities about me and Chan. I'm not going there. Okay. This one says, go easy. Um, what's, what is some advice you would give to your 20 year old self hmm. to learn the word, whatever, yeah. to say it, to say it with power yeah. and mean it to myself and release myself from whatever in the heck my other script was running. Here's the thing. I do feel like this is something that I want to give you a lot of credit for. You are very open to how different I think we are than maybe what you expected when you were raising us. Mm -hmm. And you, I feel like you totally love us. You totally accept us. And I have a completely close relationship with you, but I feel like I can truly Mm -hmm. tell you anything. And so I am interested in you telling our listeners about your own journey to accepting maybe adult children that look a little different than you expected, like Chandler Grand Brunette. (laughs) well I think that in all honesty we all kind of can conjure up in our head what we think these little beans that were sent to us are going to turn out like and if your child is a kind human being who loves others and lives a life of integrity then you basically have won the mother lotto Mm-hmm. So right there, you've already hit the jackpot. So Uh-oh. everything and anything else you get, I mean, my heart oftentimes thinks about like the poor mother of Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just got to have empathy for that woman. She probably did everything she thought she could, but her lotto of children being tossed out there, sent her someone that had some serious problems. And there's a lot of people out there who get children that have some real problems. Mm-hmm. We have to be empathetic for them. And um, I, you know, I, I, I can't take a lot of credit for how you guys turned out, but I can say that I feel like some of the things at the top of my list were that, you know, you would not be sociopaths that you would have love yeah. for other people and mm-hmm. kind and kindness in your heart and that you would do nice things for other people. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and everybody's given their own free agency to live their lives, how they want to, God gave it to me. How could I expect him not to give it to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I remember just from our childhood, like whenever we had birthday parties they were always amazing. Every single person from our class was invited. There was never even a question about it. It was never like, oh yeah, you yeah. tell me who you want me to invite to your party. It was no, everyone's getting invited. And I remember being maybe an insecure fourth grader or something and maybe wanting to not have to invite everybody. And you, it wasn't even on the table. Well, because you would never want to be that child who wasn't invited. Yeah. yeah. You had so much sensitivity to like the cruelty that like 
that could happen in and, you know, and childhood. You know and I, and I, yeah. think, I think all moms try to do that. They try to be encompassing instead mm-hmm. of exclusive. And really, how much better is our life from all the different people that touch it? They paint a beautiful picture. My life is what it is because of my friends, my family, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. children. Mom was always very sensitive to other kids being left out. Exactly. And there was never, we could never say, oh, this person, like everyone was always invited. You can never leave anyone out. And I think that ultimately it's just such a, such a good, such a good thing because like giving your kids the power to give another child the experience of being left out is just horrible. Or or feeling rejected. Yeah. I mean, honestly, right there, you're just on you're beginning to open a wound that you don't know who will ever close it off. Mm -hmm. Speaking of birthday parties, I'm going a little bit off the rails here, but why do you think we are such birthday divas? Do you agree that we were just, you did this to us. We were truly so showered with gifts. I mean, I remember a birthday that began with a complete, you know, nail salon experience and a full body massage. I think it was like 10, probably something like weird about that. But anyways, I got like a full, full massage, full nail, nails and toes done. And then I got a shopping trip, then a party. Like you did not hold back on birthdays. And do you feel like that's that's ruined us? Well, I feel like that's not really my fault because that's the way I was raised because, um, your grandma, she, my mom, my birthday was two weeks after, after Christmas, everybody was broke and burned out, but not my mother. She was on fire to celebrate my birthday. And so um, my birthdays were parties, homemade cakes, big deals, as much of a big deal as she could make. And that was the reality that she did for all of my siblings and that I kind of grew up in. Mom, someone wants to know how you reconcile the difference, the discrepancy in your feelings between our podcast and Courtney's influence, our Instagram this. account. Did But did we really close the circle yeah. on it? We did. We don't, we don't sell our words to friends. We don't make money off our friends. You call but, Courtney's Instagrams with captions words about you know, words? Beautiful- she's promoting Talk. products. She's promoting products. There's a oh huge gosh. difference, okay. but we're not se- necessarily selling our words. It's just extra words. If you want extra words, they can purchase well, them. Sometimes your friends need extra talkings too. Do you go? Oh, I'm sorry. My advice was over 10 minutes ago. You'll have to pay your uh, like distaste for the patreon is just, just make ha- it free just make it free but it's if rude. here's here's the problem if we made it free the podcast would cease to exist because the patreon is like our only reward maybe people would spontaneously so send you a dollar they wouldn't no they wouldn't they wouldn't what um, do you have to say to the people to our haters as much as we love them. <laughs> to your haters yeah the people who leave us three star reviews or one star reviews or send us rude dms which does happen I, I, you know, I've never, you've never sent those to me. So I don't even know. I mean, are they, are they, they're cruel. There are really, I'm, not they're I'm cruel, I'm, but I'm yeah. just kidding. Well, you probably haven't seen anything yet till after we hang this one up. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay. okay. Someone wants to know which, which child of yours was the spiciest and how did you handle it? I'm, I'm not going there. I'm, no the, way. I'm the spiciest. You can just say, I'm no, the I thought it was Courtney. You guys. No way. I'm not paying for anybody's therapy. Okay. 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 Okay, Beauty Holy Grail advice. Tape your face. Tape your face. 1000%. And also too, you have to damage your skin to revitalize your skin. And I could literally 
Yes, absolutely. What do you mean, like chemical peels or like? No, I just buy this certain kind of um, of uh, glycolic acid. Yes, glycolic acid. Sorry, it was escaping me. And I put a Q-tip in it and I put some of it on the tip and I started it at like 30% worked up to 50. You can buy 90, make sure you buy the gel and make sure you put like um, lip balm on your lips first. And then what you want to do is pick out where you think your deepest wrinkles are, where you don't like, where you're wrinkling. And you want to take the Q-tip and dab it on there first hit those places because you're damaging them and you're forcing them to rebuild and um it sounds not fda approved but continue it's absolutely oh. not it's absolutely not it's absolutely let me tell you i have taken a dremel before to a wrinkle it was me against the wrinkle and sure i was scabbed for a few days but in the end, my skin rejuvenated itself right there. And it had a lot more life to where rather than letting those lines get deeper and deeper and deeper. And every night before I go to bed and after I've, you know, talked to my husband and, and been, you know, I don't go immediately taped to bed because that's not a very good look, mm -hmm. but usually Johnny Angel falls asleep in about three and a half seconds once he hits the <laughs> pillow because he says he, he has a not a guilty conscience. So um, <laughs> I go in and then I tape my face. So I put some really good moisturizer that I've either made by combining a few things together. And then I put um, different kinds of tape on it so that my face, no matter how hard I beat it against the pillow, it's not going to smush with a line right there. And also too, I've started wearing those things that you put on during the day that you're supposed to wear to the chin strap mask. Yes. I've started wearing those to bed. I started sleeping on my back. I trained myself to sleep on my back mm -hmm. and it was the best thing I ever did. It's so true. You women and men, both their hands and their pillows and sleeping at night is really the wrinkle bring, what brings on the wrinkles. Like I just, now I cannot sleep on my side. And I used to only be able to sleep on my side. So anyway. How did you train yourself? Okay. It's kind of shallow. And this really doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But I just honestly, when I'm on my side, I can feel my chest like wrinkling. collapsing mm -hmm. and wrinkling. And I'm just like, hell no. Like, absolutely not. Like it, it kind of like gives me, like it grosses me out. And I want right. to, and I'm just like, get on your back, get on your back. And I get on my back and I know that everything is flat and smooth. And I just fall asleep peacefully. It's just really as simple as that. Also, I push up my my pillow really deep into my neck. So mm -hmm. I just like my neck is fully supported as I lean back. And that I feel like really helps too. Let's see. Mom, who is getting the ring? Um, I am. I'm taking it down with me. 30 seconds of sheer horror in the plane is You're all not. over with. And you know what you have to do, Mom? You just have to give it to someone. You have to give it to someone and then let no us all way. deal with it. Yes. No, I can't. It's so, going to either be divided by a weekly program. Chandler is 100% in charge. Is a aggressive. No. Oh, how Thank many? You're making me in charge. Power how many here. Exactly. And you're in charge of carrying the insurance on it. No, I'm just saying Chandler will divide up. It depends on whether you decide to include Nick's wife or not in it. She's mm -hmm. not included. Okay. Then you know how many weeks I think you each get what, how many weeks? 
There's five of you. That's right. It'll There's get lost in the mail. Weeks. That's the only problem. Okay, let's see. What do you think the hardest part is of raising daughters? We love uh, Nick. Nick aside, what's the hardest part of raising daughters? The hugest difference is you don't get over things as fast as boys do. I remember mm-hmm. one of the first times I put Nick to bed early the next morning, he came into the kitchen and he said, hi, mom. And I thought, wait, didn't I put you to bed early? <laughs> and nobody else would be speaking to me. Right. And I said, and I did say to him, wait, didn't I put you to bed early? And he said, yeah, it was great. I got so much rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I love raising boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I, you guys gossip amongst you bust and you gossip amongst yourselves. So if I piss off one of you, I've pissed off the whole bunch of you. I mean, you're right. I'm not sure it's totally inaccurate, but you know, here's the thing. Like I will also say most of the time families of sons and people might disagree, but I think sons are less close. Like then, than a group of daughters, a lot of time, like daughters stick close to the family. Like they, well, I think to daughters that make more of an effort to see each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they really do cling to each other. And I know where I stand much more comfortably at the birth of children and things like that. Being mm-hmm. the mother of the daughter, I think that's a lot more comfortable for yeah. um, that mm-hmm. situation. And I feel like my daughter-in-law, she's not going to dare say anything. Come no. on. Yeah, totally. There'll right. be she's five people on top of her in a second. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. How did parenting change from the first to the last child? It changed because the personalities were drastically different. But how did you change? Like, was it, did you change as a, as a mother, like in terms of your approach? I was a mom at 22. I was still a baby myself. I know. It's not crazy. Yeah. I, you know what? And I, I feel like I've always been who, who I am, but it was just, you know, some of my kids were more serious and didn't mm-hmm. want to skip school. Me. They wanted to go every day. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know cramp, mom would be like, cramp our come style. on, stay home from school. Come on, come on. Yeah. I remember staying home from school was always such an easy, like sells to you. So like, oh, I'm not really feeling that good. I think I'm going to, can I stay home today? No problem. Stay home. Of course. You never cared right. if you stayed home. <sighs> but then I remember, so like, I actually felt fine. I just didn't want to go to school that day. I was in middle school, probably in seventh grade. And I was, this is during my, remember when I was super into making breakfast, mm-hmm. I went through like a very heavy breakfast phase where I'd make waffles every morning before I left for school. <laughs> It's also one of my happiest faces. <laughs> anyway, um, I remember so, but I didn't, I continued with my breakfast making in spite of my illness. And so I like made a stunning waffle meal. I sliced strawberries, you know, the whole deal. And so I'm eating like probably my third waffle. My dad looks up and he says, she doesn't look sick to me. <laughs> yeah. Those ladies in the office hated me. Yes, I always I told the truth. I never lied. I said, right. she doesn't, I just don't want her to go today. <laughs> <laughs> they really frowned upon that. Oh my gosh. Wait, do we have any funny, like before we close out any funny childhood memories that we can tell any stories? I wish I could like somehow see your listeners and say, by a raise of hands, who wants to hear a story about our family? So that if not a lot of hands came up, then we could just say sayonara unfortunately for our listeners we can't see them so we're going to tell some at this point those of you that are barely hanging on can now click off 
give them, let them go, give them permission to go okay. on about their day. Okay. You can leave if you don't want to hear any family stories. Thank you so much for joining us today on Paul yeah. Paul just podcast. Yes. Oh, don't forget to go to Walmart and buy your spade and sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> People will think you're so rich. There better not be any drink the wine commercials on my podcast or on my, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. You know me. It's 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 five o'clock and I want to open a get a buzz. My gosh, that was completely like one of my top five worst mom moments that oh boy. nothing's better than a quick pause at five o'clock you're why not look rich while you're doing it <laughs> opening a bottle of oh, spade and, and sparrows probably sold in boxes from walmart <laughs> so, so trashy <laughs> so trashy okay let's move forward let's move um, forward because i gotta i gotta sign off in a second okay mom any like outstanding any childhood memories that are super funny chan do you have anything anything you think here's a story Anybody who's okay. still with us, it's probably with it. It's probably not even two digits at this point. Uh, there was a time that if you got perfect grades in our family, you were blessed with a vehicle, a car, but you had to have straight A's to get a car. And if those grades fell, then the car was removed from you. Can I just say here really quick that this was not like a brand new BMW. It was not a no. brand new Mercedes. It'd be like a but it was a car. $10,000 car. Yeah. That like, Lauren had, would crash within weeks. Thank you. Let's thank talk you about your seven car accidents <laughs> in six months of driving. Okay. That's the reason I don't drive anymore. Um, so Ashley had a, a, had a Jetta that she drove to high school and because she got really, did really well and got oh straight A's. So funny. And Chandler was quite a chatterbox. And mm-hmm. Chandler, what? How many ages? How many years between you and Ashley? Twelve. Like, yeah, something like that. So, um, so at the time, Ashley is now eighteen years old and getting ready to go away to college, but she's still attending high school. And behind my back, unbeknownst to me, after she got accepted to, let's sing it. All praise BYU. Brigham Young University, world class university. Exactly. Go Cougars. Amen. That's the big shout out on the podcast today for the BYU and all the disparagement that's transpired here that I I want to think about. I repented from that. Did you hear me? My apologies about BYU and how much I love BYU. I had a great experience. Okay, good, good. You know what? There's always room to repent for everything. That's what I say, you know? And a salvation, baby. So, so here's what happened. Come to find out that Ashley, behind my back, after she got accepted to BYU and they were kind enough to give her a scholarship, she called them on the phone and said, now, how bad can I do and still get in? And the lady in the um, admissions office said to her, well, we're not going to come knocking on your door. You just have to make sure you get out of there with a diploma. So Ashley decided that she would skip her first period class every day because she was getting up for seminary and she was exhausted and that she would just sleep in her car. Well, this did not go over very well with John and I because we got a phone call from the attendance office during her first period to be told that she had not been in attendance in the classroom for over two and a half weeks when we thought she was there. (laughs) So we went down to the school looking for her and we made sure we, everybody we ran into, we said, you know where Ashley Bledsoe is? The, we are her parents. So besides embarrassing the hell out of her at school, 
we then took her car away from her and we sold it. And so in the meantime, we were out car shopping for a family car for us because our family had had was gonna, getting bet, bigger at the time. Um, I either McCall was, yeah, I think McCall was just barely born, but we went on a test drive and we had taken Chandler with us car shopping. And she was sitting in the car we were driving was an Escalade and she was sitting in the back seat with the salesman. Needless to say, Chandler was barely coming in for air, chatting, chatting, chatting his ear off. And we went to change drivers. So we pulled over to the side of the road and dad and I were busy talking to each other and talking about the car. When I overheard Chandler and what her topic of discussion was with the car salesman. <laughs> and she was retelling her own version of why Ashley had to get her car sold. She said, well, my older sister, my parents found out that she was missing her periods and sleeping in her car. And so they sold it. <laughs> And the look on that salesman's face, all the blood had run out of his face. Like, I don't want to be hearing your that your sister is not, is not having her periods anymore. And so I turned to him and I said, you're so thinking of the wrong periods. And needless to say, we asked Chandler to stop talking about our family until 2016, when she picked it up again. And maybe that's it. Maybe it was post-traumatic syndrome when I heard she was talking about us on the podcast. So funny. So funny. That's an oldie, but a goodie. That's an oldie, but a goodie. Almost as good as when Ashley, um, cracked open a soda during sacrament meeting and, and had only, some, some saltines too when you were out of town and you all didn't hear about it until all the ward ladies regaled you with the tail when you got back from vacation that right in the middle of sacrament meeting there's no way to muffle that soda can popping over no there, and, and, and also distinct sound the slurp they said she was slurping so loud they could hear. <laughs> Honestly, Ashley is like the biggest slurper there ever was. Um, Mom, truly, yeah. thank you for coming on. Oh, I love you guys. We love, love you so much. The I wind beneath our wings. The only reason we have a podcast. Maybe we, your chagrin. Well, let's just log off with our lovely, kind listeners and then just call each other on the phone and continue talking the rest of the night. Yes. Oh. We truly love you. We revere you. We admire you. And yeah. you mean everything to us. And we give you a hard oh, time. So sweet. But it's so true. So thank you for coming on. And our listeners are going to be so thrilled for our 100th episode. It means the world to us. Mm, happy 100. Thank, Thank you. you. Love Thank you, Mom. You. Love you too. Thank bye. you guys for Love listening. You. Thank you, yeah. everyone. God Love you bless guys. you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? 
and how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.